0: I started off this year at about 193 pounds. Waking up this morning, about 140 days later, I'm at about 163. So that's pretty much 30 pounds down over 20 weeks. It's about 15% of my body weight. And in this video, I'm going to talk to you about how I did it. Even if you're not somebody who is considering losing weight or interested in the topic, I would encourage you to stick around because most of what we're going to talk about is broadly applicable across your lives, and not just to the idea of weight management. So, let's get started. I thought about starting this off with maybe some photo evidence of this weight loss, and then I decided that maybe it might be a better idea to just show you some images that I think are representative. So, this is pretty much where I started, and this is where I am now. Clearly, I'm a potato in both of them, but I think I'm a little more spelt. And I mean, look at that curvature. And did I get a tan? Look at that very nice area there near the root. Joking aside, I thought about actually showing some before and after photos, but generally my focus for this wasn't exactly how my body looked. More than anything, it was sort of about how I felt. Specifically, I knew my energy was starting to get a little bit lower, my gut health wasn't great, And whether it was from my weight or my stress or whatever else, my blood pressure was high. So in true noticeably better fashion, I decided to make a change. So in this video, we're going to talk about the mindset, the system, and the tools that I use to make the change. And I think important caveat, I'm not making this video to suggest that people should lose weight or should want to lose weight. And in reality, most of what we're going to talk about in this video is broadly applicable across your lives Anywhere doesn't even have to be within the context of weight management. And honestly, I don't know your goals So if you want to apply these to gaining weight more power to you So let's start off with mindset and the idea here is know the game you're playing Somewhere around May I was watching a podcast and somebody mentioned the work of James Karse. And the piece of that work that really stuck out to me that you might also be familiar with is the idea of infinite versus finite games If you're not familiar, the idea here is that there are two types of games, finite and infinite. A finite game, we sort of know the participants, we know the rules, there's a defined start and end, and the point is to win. Conversely, infinite games are ones where we may not know all of the participants, we surely don't know all the rules, there's not a defined start and end, and really the point of the game is to keep playing. And for some reason, that sort of struck a chord with me because I guess I was already thinking about this sort of new adventure I wanted to go on with my diet. And it got me thinking about the fact that most people think about a diet in terms of a finite game. They think I want to lose X number of pounds by X date and I'm going to do anything I can to win that game. And while sometimes that can be effective, if we consider that more broadly, our health is an infinite game. You can't win health, right? The goal of being healthy is essentially just to continue to live. So then if our eventual goal is to be healthy, why do we approach the idea of diet or exercise as a finite game? And so I set out on this journey to, instead of play the finite game of a diet, play the infinite game of health. So that means that any decision I make can't be based on the sprint of the diet. It needs to be based on sort of the marathon of life. I want to just be able to keep running. And I hope that mindset means more sustainable choices. I think it also means the ability to stay more motivated. If we're considering only the finite game of a diet, every time we slip up, it's like we've essentially lost. In the infinite game of health, small setbacks really aren't a huge deal. They're like a small speck in this much larger continuum of time and effort that we'll need to put in to continue playing the game. Okay, so now I sort of have my mind right. What's the actual system for bringing about this change? If you know me, you know I love James Clear and the book Atomic Habits. I think earlier this year was probably the fourth time I've read it. And every time I read it, what really stands out to me is the idea that we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. And the idea there is that when our motivation is low and we're back on autopilot, we've sort of fallen off the high of setting a new goal, we're going to fall down to the level of systems that we've set for ourselves. So James Clear basically says, make a system that is going to get you progress towards your goal. So that even when motivation isn't the thing that will make you make the right choice, the systems that you use day-to-day on autopilot will still get you there. And the simpler the system, the better. So I adopted as my system just doing the math. At the end of the day, changing sort of our body composition, our weight, really comes down to energy that goes in and energy that goes out. The energy that comes in, which is the food that we eat, and the energy that goes out, which is simply the energy that we expend living, plus all of the movement that we add on top of that. And I knew that if I came up with the formula, chose a value for the input that was a little bit lower than my output, that I was going to lose weight. And if that's the framework of my system, really the heart of it is the data that makes that equation work. So my one commitment over those 20 weeks, which I'm very proud that I have not fallen off of, was to log everything that goes in and everything that comes out. Okay, wait, that sounds kind of weird. I'm going to log all of the food that goes in and all of the energy that I expend. And that's it. That's literally all I did. I just committed to very clearly tracking everything that I did. And even when I was on vacation in Europe, I was in Paris eating like a million croissants, and really not thinking about the idea of a diet at all, I was able to fall back on my system of logging the inputs and logging my energy output. And I know what you're thinking, yes, that sounds very onerous. And yes, logging is sort of onerous, but that's where the tools come in. And there are four of them. First, I needed some way to track those inputs and outputs. There are a million and one ways to do this, but I think the easiest way is to find an app that works, that's easy to enter all of this, and let it do the hard work for us. If the alternative to some piece of technology is writing this all out by hand, I knew I would never do this if I had to write it all out. So I chose the app Lose It. And there are a ton of these apps. I'm not necessarily vouching for that one over others. I know a lot of folks like MyFitnessPal. But having this app to log all of that meant that A, I didn't have to do everything by hand. B, it knew a lot of the calories related to things that I was eating. And C, I could get kind of this full picture of how things were changing day to day and make sure that I'm logging all of that data in a single place, a single pane of glass. Which brings me to tool number two, a food scale. This may be where I lose some people. Yes, I weighed most things that I ate. But there's a learning there, at least for me, in that I have no ability to estimate portion size. And I just don't think humans are probably wired correctly to be able to estimate very well. So I chose to take the guesswork out of a lot of it and use just a really simple, inexpensive Amazon food scale. If you're curious about which one I used, I'll put an affiliate link down below. But what I found in using this is as I was estimating the sort of size or portion of something, and then I would put it on the scale, I was often wildly wrong. And only now, after doing this for 20 weeks, am I getting at least a little bit better at estimating. And yes, going out to eat, going places where I don't have the food scale, perfectly fine. I think we sort of get used to that estimation. But my goal was that at least 80% of the time I was going to log using the food scale. So that's the input side. The output side is the Apple Watch. And I'm not telling everybody to, like, go out there and buy an Apple Watch. There are plenty of ways to sort of track your output that don't require one. Another option might even just be a much cheaper Fitbit. But for me, it was really important that I had something that helped keep me honest on the amount of energy that I was expending during the day. And what's better is that a lot of these tools synchronize with apps that are on your phone. So you end up with this system where it is very, very easy to log your output, you're logging your input based on the scale, and it means you have really pretty accurate measurements. And I'm sure everybody has heard the adage, what gets measured gets managed, and having all of that data is actually really empowering. It's super easy to make small adjustments when you can actually see the data and see the effect that it's having. And of course, there's one final piece to all of this, the thing that everybody hates, which is the scale. I went and bought the cheapest bathroom scale that I could find on Amazon. Again, I'll link it below if that's helpful. And just committed myself to weighing in. It's sort of painful, it's sort of annoying. It might actually be more annoying than mugging the food, But getting on the scale on a super regular basis is just another helpful piece of data for us to understand sort of the puzzle that is our body. So that's the system. I changed my mindset and I started thinking about the infinite game, the long game, instead of the finite or short game of just being on a diet. I set up a system because I knew when I got distracted or went on autopilot, I was going to fall to the level of my system, not rise to the level of my goal. And I got the tools that I needed to make running that system possible and really as optimized as it could be. And I think if you have any goal, that's a really good framework to consider. What's my mindset? What's my system? And what are the tools that I need to get? I mentioned earlier in the video that somewhere during this whole process, I took a trip to Europe and ate a lot of croissants. So I would suggest if you liked this video, go check out the part one of that trip. I'll link the video right over here, but first I want to ask that if you've enjoyed this video, if you've learned something, please leave a like, leave a comment, subscribe. It really helps out the channel. And until next time, I'm Eric. This is Noticeably Better. Thank you.